Hi again, welcome back to the Healing Astrology series. If you're watching on podcast or listening on podcast, please see the link in the description box to the YouTube channel playlist. Okay, continuing on the part two of Planetary Friends and Enemies, I want to focus a little bit more on this Yoga Karaka. What is the concept of Yoga Karaka in Vedic Astrology? So we saw in the beginning the friends, sun has different friends, moon has different friends, different enemies. Each planet including the north node and south node even if they don't have per se enemies, the dispositor or the one, the lord of the house in which north or south node are sitting, Rahu and Ketu or the north node or the south node of the moon will assume their characteristic, the lord of that house. We are talking about as I'm pointing here in the inner circle of zodiac, the 12 signs and their lordship is indicated, lordship of the sign. The placement in the houses will be different because the ascendant is different. Like I mentioned, if sun is the ascendant, if it's the Leo rising sign, Virgo will be the second house, Libra will be the third house. Uh, Scorpio 4th house, Sagittarius 5th house and so on. So it goes for every ascendant. If Aries is the rising sign, Taurus becomes the second house and the lord of which is Venus. So the lordship is crucial to understand. That's why I want to spend some more time talking to you about it. Okay. And what is the Yogaraka in context to the lordship? The friends, whoever you see in blue over here marked, the friends right up till Saturn. Every planet has a particular friendship with some other planet. So think of it as you're playing in the field of planets here. The planets themselves have a personality. They have a friend and they have neutral to someone and they have enemies to some other ones, right? So everything in Vedic astrology is based on drishti or sight or looking at the wave sun looks at moon mars and jupiter the first one there on the list is in a friendly way the way the sun looks at venus and saturn is animical way that's why if the if the enemy planets are placed in the lordship of the sun that is leo then it will not do very well it loses some of its good strength or whatever it can provide good or bad <clears throat> that being said, the friend ones, for the sun as an example here, in the Leo ascendant, in the Leo sign, if Moon, Mars and Jupiter are sitting, they are in a friendly sign. So those become the Yoga Karaka. Yoga Karaka means, what is the Yoga in this context? Not the physical Yoga that you sit and do. Yoga means a combination of planets in context to Vedic Astrology. There are more than 108 Yogas. We might get into it sometime later. That's completely another topic. Okay, It's very detailed. There are lots of different kind of Yogas or a combination of planets, arrangement of planets and in different houses for different ascendants, for different nakshatras and so on and so forth. It's like a rabbit hole in and of itself. We are not going to go and talk about Yoga at this point just want to mention it to you yoga karaka means these planets which are friends to the particular planet and therefore the lordship of the house 
they become the yoga karaka means if they are occupying those particular signs with their friends with it's um, and in certain positions and houses it becomes very exalted for that particular individual okay just wanted to keep that as a side for you to note here so that becomes a yoga karaka friends are yoga karakas for every planet depending upon which ascendant depending upon which sign etc for example saturn is a yoga karaka for taurus and for libra because both are ruled by venus just giving you a random example over there so now let's look at natural friends and enemies natural benefics and malefics this is pertaining to the planets we are still talking about the planets and as respect to zodiac we are not yet come to nakshatra we'll do that later keep following this one so you will know what it is if you're not subscribed i advise you to subscribe because there's lots more material coming in so natural benefics and malefics what does this mean natural benefics and malefics list is as shown here this pertains to the 12 zodiacs and their lords sun as ego is cruel as ego because sun also stands for the soul the soul is not cruel but when it becomes embodied as the sun which wants to seek an egotistical fixed standpoint sun is very fixed in its attribute can become cruel i'm just listing this as it is listed in the vedic astrology okay benefic moon can be benefic as in provide good results in a waxing one that means it is going from new moon to the full moon it can become malefic in a waning style means it's going from full moon to the new moon cycle so moon has basically two halves they call it the shukla paksha and krishna paksha of the month every month it goes through two cycles one it is going towards full moon when it is going towards full moon away from the sun and to the opposite house 180 degrees away from the sun when it is in that cycle it is waxing moon that means it is going moving from new moon to the full moon stage those 15 days that's the when moon becomes benefic and the more it is towards full moon the more benefic it is it's a question of degrees because moon is constantly waxing and waning right from full moon going towards new moon that is the krishna paksha that means when it is going in the new moon stage when it's losing its illuminance when moon starts losing its illuminance slowly from full moon going towards the new moon it becomes malefic as in it becomes provides bad results this is why i had made another video if you're watching the channel about what defines a person as optimist and a pessimist in the natal chart if your moon is positioned as waxing moon you'll be more of a glass half full kind of a person you'll be an optimistic person by nature of course you can change that that's the reason i'm bringing all of this stuff it's so that you can take some consciousness about it and awareness and move in a conscious direction not unconscious drifting left to themselves if people do not know this stuff they will be either say i am an optimist or i am a pessimist there's no such thing folks you can decide what you want to be so if your moon is in a waning style for example in your natal chart if it's going from full moon towards the new moon those 15 days you'll have tendency to 
be kind of losing the positive aspect of life you might tend to be a more pessimistic glass half empty kind of a person okay this is the reason why mercury is neither benefic nor malefic it is as per association with others mercury stands for intellect mind buddhi okay <clears throat> the intellectual logical reasoning capacity of the mind is mercury and it takes the form and fashion it can become benefic or malefic depending upon who it is sitting or looking at or which house or which nakshatra okay if it is sitting for example with a natural uh, animic like sun it can become very cruel in its intellect if it's sitting with a natural benefic like venus as you can see over here the next one then it tends to become more good natured good natured intellect versus bad natured intellect now this in itself shows that the intellect is a movable energy it's a rajasic energy it can go in either direction you can use your intellect for the good or for the bad depending on the context so discernment is a big key over here right there is highlighted in the vedic texts venus is a natural benefic that means it invariably tends to provide good results in and of itself doesn't matter where it is placed it might just have a little less result if it is in enemy houses like we saw in friends and enemies but that will dampen the effect of the good one but it will not do anything bad in and of itself that's what i mean by natural benefics and malefics mars is a natural malefic it provides aggression anger and drive in whatever it sits so natural tendency of mars is to provide aggression by force the one who cuts the one who is violent that's the mars energy by default jupiter is a natural benefic so as you can see there are only two natural benefics really speaking moon is shifting of course the always natural benefics are only jupiter and venus they provide good results doesn't matter where they sit and how they sit might be less might be more depending upon if they're sitting in a friendly lord house or an enemy lord house okay that's all it is saturn is again like mars a natural malefic it provides restriction it makes you work hard to get something it provides a kind of a depressive kind of state of mind because saturn also is responsible for nerves which we shall see next we shall see all these physical aspects and mental aspects later psychological aspects later rahu and ketu the north and the south node of the moon are also naturally malefic meaning they provide excessive obsession we shall see characteristics psychologically of each one of these later the psychology of the planets will come later i think i'll do another video on that it's already 11 minutes in the video so i don't want to take too much time in one video you can focus yourself rahu and ketu they are not planets by themselves they are naturally malefic why because they provide one provides obsessive attachment towards one aspect which aspect whatever house it is sitting in the dispositor of that meaning which whichever planet lord rules that house for example if rahu is sitting in the sign of leo the lord of leo is the sun 
So Rahu placed here will start acting like the sun. It can become too egotistical in matters of that house wherever Leo is placed in the chart. For example, in Aquarius, Leo is placed in the seventh house, the house of spouse. So they may get excessively egotistical with the spouse, just one example. It is taking on the color of the Lord. That's what dispositor means. It is disposed towards acting like the Lord of the house in whichever house Rahu sits in. Ketu is just the opposite. It sits in the opposite house. In this example, if Rahu is sitting in the Aquarius ascendant in the seventh house, Ketu is sitting in the first house, so it makes them detached from themselves. They are always looking towards dominating the spouse, but they don't know who they are. It makes them disconnected with themselves because Ketu is sitting in the first house. Both of these are illusory aspects. They are not real planets. It's just in your mind. It's just an illusion. These are illusory aspects of our nature. They're just troublemakers, unnecessary troublemakers. Okay? Think of it that way. Alright, so I will continue this in the next one. Next we will go for psychology of the planet since we are already bordering on talking about that. I hope you have understood the more clearly the lordship of the houses which they sit in and the friends and enemies. This is crucial because the way the planet looks at another planet is everything. Just to conclude here, I just thought of something. Let me just quickly share it with you. Coming back to friends and enemies, <coughs> a classical example would be Moon does not have any enemies. You see that? Moon is neutral towards a whole bunch of planets, Venus, Mars, Jupiter and Saturn. He is neutral. That is Moon. So Moon is not looking at, follow the terms here, looking at enemy, any, anybody as enemy. It is neutral to everybody else or it has friends. Doesn't mean everybody else has Moon as the friend. Look at how many, uh, how, how many planets have Moon as the enemy. If the planets have enemy, therefore the lord of the house also has enemy, right? By extension. So Mercury is enemies with the moon. Venus is enemies with the moon. Saturn is enemies with the moon. So whichever sign it is placed in, for example, if moon is placed in the house of Gemini or Virgo, ruled by Gemini, ruled by Mercury, or if moon is placed in Taurus or Libra, or if moon is placed in Aquarius or Capricorn, all of these are ruled by these particular planets, these signs. They have lordship. These planets have lordship over those signs, like it is shown over here. So you need to remember this. So it is not necessary just because moon doesn't have, doesn't look at anybody else as enemies. There are some other three guys like Mercury, Venus and Saturn who look at Moon as enemy. See? So it depends upon the Drishti, it depends upon the site which one you are looking at. It doesn't mean if some one planet does not have enemies, the other ones don't look at that one as the enemy. So enemy site in this case is going one way traffic. These three chaps look at Moon as the enemy but Moon doesn't look at these three as enemies. So it depends upon how it is placed. Just keep that in mind. Next, we will talk about natural benefits and malefics. We finished that. We will talk about psychology of planets. Okay. 
take care keep watching subscribe to the my channel the playlist and if you're watching on listening on podcast you can click on the playlist for the complete list and you can see which one you like to study today take care be safe thank you for all your likes share subscribes and i'll catch you on the next one